over and he's come to take my man. Oh, love is my redeemer, lifting me up from the ground. Love is the power where my freedom song is found. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Society of Kingdom Minds. We are so blessed to have you here today. Thank you so much. We are live. It's Friday. And um, as we've gone, this is number week three that we've been broadcasting, maybe week four. Oh, my gosh. Uh, the Society of King Kingdom Minds, which gives you an inside look um, at creating a course that we believe is going to help change the world. Yes, that is a little confident, but... We are truly, truly excited about this. We are live on the Live Mono Worldwide Network, broadcast all over the world on Apple TV, Roku, Amazon Fire, all of social media. Uh, you guys, wherever you're watching from, please like, subscribe, uh, share it with friends. This is a lot of fun. Honestly, I, I, I love broadcasting. It's my favorite thing to do in the world. Well, that and emceeing. But um, there's something special about this. Like I get so excited about doing this every week because I'm able to learn from such amazing people like Pastor Carlos, Dr. Morning, everybody. and Dr. Guy Henry. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Society of Kingdom Minds. How are you doing? Excellent. Hello, gentlemen and audience. <laughs> Hello, California. <laughs> Texas, the Republican. <laughs> yes, of course. <laughs> <laughs> So great. We're going to go really, really quick. Uh, we're going to start with you, Pastor Carlos, then you, Dr. Ruth, then Dr. Henry. What are you guys grateful for? And after that, we're going to get started. What are you grateful for, Pastor Carlos? Yes, I'm grateful uh, for the for the word of God. It is, uh, I, we know it, but uh, uh, it's, 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 it's alive. It's, it's something that uh, in part, always, no matter how many times you read a portion of the, of the word, is going to impart life in your in, in, in your in your soul. Uh, this week, I've been uh, meditating, uh, praising the Lord, and uh, giving thanks uh, by the Psalm uh, 103. Has blessed my life. I know the Psalm from many years ago, but uh, it's something uh, fresh. It's like a, something new. It is like a, something I, I I didn't I didn't I didn't know. Uh, it, is, uh, it has been a, a blessing, uh, wonderful for me. This week, Psalm 103 has been boom in my life. I'm grateful for that. I like boom. Dr. Ruth, what about you? Oh, my gosh. I was about to start crying already. Stop that, Pastor Carlos. <laughs> do not do that to me today, okay? <laughs> you know what? I am so grateful for forgiveness. Ooh. I, I mean, because, you know, I mess up, okay? I mean, Jesus is in my heart, and, and the Holy Spirit is, is in, in me, and I'm in him, and God is my father. But, man, I do some things that I'm not proud of sometimes. And, no, I didn't murder anybody last night, but, you know. <laughs> but sometimes the things that I think are, or the attitude that I may have, oh, my gosh. And so when I'm like, you know, the Bible says it's the small foxes that destroys the vine. Mm -hmm. So it's the little, the little things in your mm -hmm. heart that no one else can see but you and God. And, of course, 
the enemy because you know he's taunting you with it and you're just like oh god help me i need to get my attitude together i'm so grateful for forgiveness because he keeps on forgiving and keeps on loving and keeps showing his grace and his mercy and his goodness and his kindness towards me and you and you and everyone that's watching and i just love jesus i love him that's so amen. good amen amen that is so good what about you dr henry well, geez, after all that, I don't know how I can come in and even match these guys. Um, I'm, I'm grateful for family. Um, as you know, I mean, I just got back from a trip to Honduras, which was seeing family because that's, you know, really the, the passion of my heart, and my, my family. But I went alone, so my, my family was here. And, um, you know, it, it's important to be able to have family that's with you and joining you and behind you, supporting you. And then welcoming you when you come back. So uh, for me, it's family the last couple of days. That is, I love that. And really quick for me, um, this entire week has been a dream come true for me. I, I'm just so, I'm so grateful for the, the, redemptive, the redemption power of the Lord, the, the healing power of the Lord, because I just remember what my life was like a few years ago before him and, to think of all that he's restored in my life. I just, I, I could go into, if I went into detail right now, I would just start bawling like a baby, but mm -hmm. I, I'm so grateful just to have the opportunity. But, you know, I am grateful to be here. As I said in the intro, I learned so much from this every week. Um, I get so excited about doing it and I'm just, I'm blessed to be here with you guys today. Uh, I would like to add something. Uh, I'm, I'm so grateful for you guys. Uh, you have been a, a big, big thing for me, uh, a big bless. Uh, at the, our, our meeting, uh, the last uh, Friday, uh, imparted on me uh, some uh, um, need for, uh, I, I've, made, I've been story after, after the meeting of Friday. And you know what happened on Saturday uh, morning? I... I have a piece, uh, a little pieces, uh, scrambled pieces in my mind, in my heart about the vision, about the mission, uh, talking about the personal thing. Uh, and you know what? For the first time ever, I put in a paper, vision, mission, and objectives. And I'm so grateful. I mean, years by years, knowing things I would like to do about a, a pieces all, all over my mind, all over my heart. And now I have a piece of paper for the first time. I make many, many, uh, many tries uh, for years after, uh, for year past, uh, many tries and uh, I write some uh, uh, things and, uh, and then uh, it doesn't fit. But now was, uh, I'm grateful for that. That I, I've, I've been taking away what we've been teaching here also from Dr. Henry's lessons. Oh, our friend Caroline is here. What's up, Caroline? Uh, <laughs> welcome, welcome, sister. Um, welcome. I'm well, thank you. I'm well, thank you. I have just come from recording the NGO Whisperer show, and I just had to switch uh, uh, from that to this. That's why I'm a little bit late. Well, we are grateful for you here. Really quick, what are you grateful for? And then Dr. Henry is going to get us started. I'm grateful for being alive and well. I'm grateful for health. I'm grateful to have this community of Kingdom Minds. I'm grateful Amen. 
that we are here and discussing these issues that so many people need. And I'm just grateful that we are healthy. Praise the Lord. Amen. 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 Dr. Henry, let's do it. Okay, let's take off. <clears throat> okay, we're going to continue, um, and, I, and I'll preface by we're never going to be able to cover all of the points that will ultimately <laughs> end, end the course. But, um, I, you know, we want to hit some of those that we want to hammer out and discuss and really develop so that we know that we've got absolutely the cream, the gold, the you know, everything that's going to go into this course. If it doesn't end up being more than a course, it could end up being a whole class. I mean, I don't know, but we'll see what God's doing. So, you know, remember every week, um, you know, we're just kind of covering an outline of what's actually going to be covered. Um, we've still got three more topics to go after we get done with uh, missions and mentoring. So we want to be able to, to be able to move forward. I'm going to throw a word at you and, um, and then we're going to get going and it's called missiology and it's kind of like mission and theology or it's, for me it's missiology um, or missionology which uh, is not a word but it is now becoming a word that's being accepted and I'm going to say and I've got a whole bunch of information on it but it fits in this because it is a multidisciplinary branch of theology and, and sociology, which studies the mission of the church, her beliefs in all aspects of society. And I think that's what's really important about what we're covering, because we're looking at becoming a kingdom society. Those who really have a mindset to go beyond, um, you know, church, but church is good. Um, you know, tradition, tradition is good, but we've got to get it all the way to, you know, where that lady that's living in the mountain who lost her husband a few months ago now has six kids. I don't know if you saw that posting when I was here in Honduras. I mean, those are the things that are happening every single day somewhere. While we have what we have to be able to do something about it. And so missiology, I think is, is what, you know, really is going to be a key word with this particular course or this, you know, um, this quarter or this aspect in terms of mission mentoring. But we, we began last week to talk about ways to discover or uh, a fresh uh, mission for our life. And I think uh, <clears throat> I just want to reiterate the, the importance of fresh. You know, we can get on a path and we can be so determined, some of us that are headstrong, we can be so determined that we're going to get there. We don't allow ourselves to stay fresh. It just becomes kind of a duty. It becomes a responsibility where we're going to make it happen. But, you know, in the making of it happen, if I can say it that way, you have to forgive my English. <laughs> um, we've got to stay fresh. And those are some of the things that, that you know, I want to talk about today. Um, before I get started, any, any comments, uh, Joshua, you want to take from, from, from that intro? No, I think we're ready to go, man. I'm, I'm excited about this. I, I, I took away a lot last week, so I'm, I'm really looking forward to the conclusion of, okay. of in a Fresh Mission. Okay. Let's look at the next one. Determine to bring others into your life to mentor you. 
Again, we're, we're discussing ways to discover um, a fresh mission for our life. Determine. Obviously, that's a very important word. We have to determine. People just don't walk into our lives as much as we would like to think that that would happen. We have to determine to actually bring people into our lives. Too many times people come and go and we let them go. And we just think, well, that was that was okay, but we have a responsibility to, to be very determined about bringing people into our life that could possibly be a mentor to us, even if it's for a season of our life. Proverbs eleven fourteen says that where there is no guidance, a people fall, but in an abundance of counselors, there is safety. You know, in other words, one of the main ways I believe that God uses to help us find our purpose, stay fresh in our mission, is through others. Those challenges, those ideas, those perspectives. I love what we do here because we may not necessarily point for point be in agreement, but we can uh, accumulate all of those and then become uh, more open to even a broader idea or aspect of what we already thought we knew. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. And and so I think, and of course, it's very important that we have mentors that we trust. We've got to learn to build relationships so that we can trust the people that we are allowing to speak into our life. It's want, real easy to say, go ahead. I want to stop you really, really quick. I want to ask you, because there's a lot of people out there that are, gonna, that are watching this live or on the replay that they don't even, the concept of mentor is new to them or how do you even find a mentor? I know for me, myself, that was, it was quite the journey, but it was something that I prayed about. Can you give any, and I, I was blessed to have someone pop in my lap through one of the craziest stories ever, but how do you recommend people find a mentor, people that are looking to grow? Um, <clears throat> one, you already mentioned it. Somebody popped into your life. Yeah. Um, you know, and you were ready for it. You were open to it. And I think that's where we have to start. We have to be open to it. We have to be willing to say, you know, I need somebody in my life. I started five years ago as part of my daily affirmations. God, send me people that can challenge me and make me grow. I like that. And up until that point, you know, people come, people go, but it was always this peer relationship. And you know what? A lot of times we can obtain wisdom through a mentor that are our peers, but they have expertise and understandings in areas that that we don't. The number one key for me is absolutely being open and determined that that's what you want and recognizing that that we need that. And again, just for clarification, when we talk about mentoring, we're talking about people that are helping us be who we are. They're not trying to teach us to do something. They're not trying to teach us to become something that they are or that they see that we should be. They're helping us find us within us so that we can be the best me. I don't know if somebody else wants to. I'm still I want to speak to that. I almost said that. I almost said, no sé si alguien tiene más que poder decir, pero. <laughs> but if somebody else, uh, yeah, go ahead. Please. So I I have a, a young lady that I mentored for since 2012. She's been trying to teach me Spanish. It, it hasn't worked too well. So 
<laughs> Nonetheless, is it a student issue or a teacher issue? Don't answer. <laughs> it's a student issue. Nonetheless, nonetheless, just to bring some clarification, a guru and a coach are two different things. Gurus, they're going to teach you everything that they did are enough to get keep getting your money. And you usually won't have as much, much success. A coach is going to help you embrace the things that you already know to do, but you just need someone to validate that it's okay for you to do it. I know this because I have, you know, different certifications and different degrees. And these are some of the things that I have and I have done and I'm doing now. A counselor is one who has training. We're going to train you. They're going to recognize what's in you. They're going to train you. And you're going to, and when I say train you, train you to see what's going on with you. They're going to tell you what to do. Whereas a coach is going to say, okay, yeah, you, you said you need to do X, Y, Z. Okay, well, you said you need to do X, Y, Z. So I'm going to hold you accountable for what you said you needed to do. Uh, how do you think you need to do it? Because you know better what's going on in your life than someone else. They can come alongside of you and look from the outside, but only you know what's going on in your own heart and mind and inside the four walls of your house. So then you have the, the counselor again who's going to look at your situation and tell you this is going on, this is going on, this is what I'm prescribing for you to do. Whereas a mentor, it's life upon life. They're walking alongside of you. And and you are you're providing them uh, someone to lead and they're providing you someone to follow, if that makes any sense. And so with that being mm -hmm. said, with that being said, that, you know, sometimes your, your mentor can be a coach. Sometimes your mentor can be a counselor. But I said it before, a counselor is not always a, a mentor. A coach is not always a mentor. It may just be someone saying that you said this is what, what you wanted to do. So that's for those that are out there looking, watching and you may not understand the difference. And so one of the things that I have done in my life is I've prayed and asked God to send who he wants. And so I have several mentors. And you yeah, never stop you. growing. You never stop growing. Anything that is not growing is dead. So if you get someone that says they don't need a teacher, watch out. They're about to drop dead. <laughs> it is what it is because if you're not growing you're dying That's you're right. going to die and so mentors help you to continuously grow till god can extract everything out of you that he's deposited into you god has made a deposit in each of us and we're planted here for a reason not to just look cute and die we're here to do something that will infect the earth and, and, and fulfill God's great plan, which is reconciling mankind back to him. So with that being said, that mentorship, you're constantly, you're praying for God to send in people in areas where you need it. I have, even though I have a degree in marriage and family counseling, uh, that's uh, my master's degrees in that. Even though I have a degree in that, here's the deal. I have, my husband and I, we have marriage coaches. They've been married 40, almost 50 years, and they've been in ministry since the 70s together. My husband is an apostle. I'm a prophet, blah, blah, blah. We operate a church and ministry, blah, 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 blah. But we have mentors on our life for that. Not only that, we have apostles over us that mentor. I have a prophetic mentor, and I'm a prophet. You know, we, I have a business coach because, you know, I want my business to go well. So we have different areas. And so these are the things you stop and you ascertain. Where is it that I need the most help? 
And mm -hmm. then you begin to pray towards that. Lord, send that person and recognize what people in your life. Don't be greedy running after people because if you run after people out of, you know, oh God, I just need some help. You're going to get the wrong person. So you have to have discernment. I'm sorry. You have to have discernment. I want to interrupt you there only because I want to take advantage of what you're saying because we sure. can't go around running behind somebody. The one key, the one secret that separates mentoring from everything else is relationship. Yes. And so when you have a relationship with your mentor, that's someone you can trust, that's someone that you can be you, there's no judgment. It's all about I can let myself be me so you can help me be a better me. And it has to come from a relationship. It can't be just a job or you know and, and and i know it there's you know i'm a mentor to several and and they they pay me for that but it is to develop that relationship that confidence that they can be whoever they are and there's no judgment and you said a key word confidence because a mentor you look at jesus and the disciples he instilled confidence in them that they could do certain things proof of that was when they didn't cast a devil out he turned around and said You've been with me all this time and you still don't know what to do. He's like, you can do this. That was that was another part of the message. Mm -hmm. You can do this. Just do what you've seen me do. I'm teaching you. I'm mentoring you. Yep. I'm showing you how to walk this walk because I'm not going to be here after a while and you're going to have to do it. So you want and someone. And relationship all gives yes. them that knowledge that I know you can do it. <laughs> exactly. Even when you're not sure you can do it. Yes, yes, yes. Because they're able to, if it's a real mentor, they're connected with God. And so just like you're hearing God that they're supposed to mentor you, they're hearing God that they are supposed to mentor you. And so they're, they're constantly praying, asking God for guidance to steer you in the right way. At least that's what I do. I'm constantly saying, because I don't want to steer someone wrong. And because I'm a human being, it's possible. So I'm constantly praying and listening to God for information. And I'm listening to them while I'm talking to God and I'm talking to God before you want to admit, this is how you look for a mentor guys. This is how you look for, you ask God, you know, why, why is this person in my life? What reason, what season and what, what is the mm -hmm. lifetime or the life expectancy of them being in my life? And then when, when the situation is over, either shift them into another position in your life where they don't have as much authority, but still the ability to speak or if they had to be gone, cut the cord and let's go. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying, you know, these are things to, for those that are looking and I know I was talking fast, Trying to get it all out. That's the Texas. Come on, guys. Trying to get it all. <laughs> trying to get it all out. All out. But these are how. This is how you find a mentor. Back, Cole, back to you. You have. It looks like Caroline wants to say something. Well said. Absolutely. Um, I read an article, and the the when someone is looking for a mentor, sometimes people get carried away. Uh, by terminologies and whether the, the mentor should be a counselor. And I really love what Dr. Ruth has just given us, this beautiful, um, uh, I would call, definitions of people who could be mentors plus other things, you know, like you could be a coach and a mentor, you could be a coach and a, and a counselor and all that. And, and in this article, Michelle um, Wright says, Three things, three C's, when you're looking for a mentor. Your mentor should be someone who counsels you. 
your mentor should be someone who is your cheerleader supporting you all through and your mentor should be someone that you can consult for ideas for things and so if you're looking for a good mentor if your mentor is not cheering you if they are not your cheerleader they are not mentoring you if they are not counseling you then that is not a mentor and if they are not able to provide you support in terms of consultation where you can come up with things to them and you say dr ruth what do you think about this and then you give me support as someone who's been married for a long time i can come to you and say dr ruth i've been married for less than you know two years what do you think about this in marriage then you consult then i can say okay i find these three things in dr ruth therefore i can confidently tell people that dr ruth is my mentor because she cheers me up she's my cheerleader she is my consultant and she is my counselor. How, what about accountability? Shouldn't a mentor hold us accountable? Absolutely. But those are things that are, when you're cheering someone on, of course, you're cheering them on because they are accountable to you. Because I cannot cheer you on, Joshua, if I don't know what's happening. And I cannot cheer you on if you are not sharing stuff with me. So those are just the three C's of it. Of course, this Good is point. more broader than, than, than what I've just shared. But those are some of the things you can look at. Because people sometimes get confused between a guru, especially because there are so many gurus in the market today. And people are saying oh they are mentoring me no all they are doing as dr Ruth rightly said they're getting money from you for information that they give they are not your mentors right right pastor carlos you have anything no i'm just taking notes thank you much go ahead all right dr henry <laughs> okay next one i have here <clears throat> And I think there, there's room for conversation, and I'd like to stretch this one out. Um, not for time, just, just really, I want to develop it a little bit more. But it's a very good point, I think. Is say yes to odd opportunities. Say Ooh. yes to odd opportunities. You know, when we're mentoring or when we're looking for a mentor or we're needing to refresh that mission in our life, if we're going to be refreshed in the new mission, we've got to say yes to opportunities that we've never said yes to before. You know, we so easily get in our box, and that's part of what this thing is all about, getting out of the box, getting out of the status quo. And the only way to get out of the box sometimes is pick your tail up and get out of the box. And one of the ways to do that is – I'll do that. I mean, I don't have no idea what I'm doing. I don't know how to do it. It sounds like a weird opportunity. But if there's an opportunity to do something, for example, doing this. Josh, yes. I have this idea. <laughs> hey, let's do this live. And I'm thinking, I'm not sure yet what I'm doing. How am I supposed to do it live? <laughs> Neither does anyone else that does live. <laughs> and it so is. that was an odd opportunity. So I just want you to just let everybody know. I'm taking my own advice, and I said yes. Let's say yes to an opportunity, and Everybody it grows us. It refreshes us. It shows us abilities that are in yes. us that we never knew ahead of time, and we're never going to know mm -hmm. if we don't say yes to opportunities. Comments. 
I want to get your comments to develop the course. <laughs> I, I, I'm jumping in here really quick. This is, I've been, I've gotten quadruple confirmation about something, um, about an opportunity to say yes to that is very stretchy, but it's a dream. It's almost like getting to, pardon me, I live downtown Minneapolis, so we have a lot of pops <laughs> and activity going on. But this is confirmation for me in a big way. And of course, everything I was hearing in my quiet time this morning was confirmation through the word. But this is powerful because God will bring you some really amazing like things that those 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 things that you have imagined and dreamt of. But they're so outside of the box and so crazy. It almost seems like a fantasy and not reality. Um, seeing this, saying yes to odd opportunities, that was the confirmation for me. Like, that was the final wow. run. I'm so excited. Wow. Because we get to do a very odd, amazing thing. And I am so excited about it. So, but I, and, but the thing is, like, I, the, the, I guess the reason I'm saying this is, those amazing things do come, and the more that you say yes to the opportunity when you're obedient to that call, I think you get to get more stretched. You know, in other words, for every opportunity that you're obedient to, that you're being called to, I think what I'm starting to see in my relationship with the Lord as I grow is that each one that he shows up is a little bit stretchier. It's going to make you a little bit more uncomfortable, but that's where you find out who you really are in Christ. That was good. <laughs> that was yes. good. Yes. Nothing, I, I don't have anything to say after Joshua. That was, yeah. Pastor Carlos? I would like, I would like to, uh, oh, Pastor Carlos. No, go, Carl, Caroline, ladies first. Okay. So one of the things that, that I recently said yes to is definitely being part of the Society of Kingdom Minds, you know? <laughs> and we are blessed to have you. And, and I thank you so much. And I didn't know that when I said yes to this, it would be this, like going live every Friday. So I was chatting with my husband and I said, oh, no, that was just a once off thing. And then I received an invitation and I shared it with him and he said, oh, is this like an ongoing thing? I told him, I actually don't know, but they've invited me. Things like they like me. <laughs> we like so, you. So then, so then today I got the invitation and I told him I have this live at this time, so we need to be quiet in the house. And he said, oh, it seems you're now part of a team. <laughs> yeah, welcome. So then, so then, um, one of the things that I wanted I wanted to share with people is saying yes to odd opportunities. What that brings in your life, the blessing of that is it brings order and structure because you need to create space, time, and energy for everything that you are saying yes to. Where people fail when they say yes to odd opportunities mm -hmm. is they do not create order and structure in their lives to give space, time, and energy to the things that they have said yes to. And then mm -hmm. they backtrack, and then they look like people who always 
you know, they say yes to everything, but they are not, they don't have that finishing spirit. The finisher spirit is wow. very important. So wow. as you look into saying yes to odd wow. opportunities, look back, time, energy, and whatever it is that you need. Sometimes it's not so much about your intellect. It's more about making yourself available. And then with the divine power, supernatural support and anything else that you may need, they usually come into place. But if you have the technical know-how and all those things, but you haven't created order and structure, meaning time, energy, and space to be able to do this, no matter how many degrees you have, no matter how qualified you are, you won't be successful in this odd opportunity that you are taking. That's really good. See, so good. That's now being incorporated into the course. Thank you. Yes. That was that's great. That that's was a great thing. So powerful. Wonderful. Yes. That's sure. Self has so much to say. Because mm -hmm. when you think about committing your time, your space, your energy to something, and you're committed to it, by default, you have no option but to grow. You, you will expand yourself. And I'd also like what she said. It's not just saying yes to everything. It's saying yes to something yes. you're going to commit to that you recognize as an odd opportunity. But because it's an odd opportunity, that needs to be something that I think what um, draws our attention to it. The things that we already know we can do and we have an opportunity to do it doesn't stretch us all that does is add more things to our agenda which is usually not something more we need to do but when it is something that's odd something that's out of the norm and that is presented to it it almost should become a flag that says that's the thing you need to do commit to that and it'll cause you to stretch you don't have to do more of what you already know how to do do something you have no idea how to do and let that stretch you and you'll find that hidden mission being expanded within you. Love it. I like it too. Pastor Carlos, are you still going to talk? Because I don't want to start talking and you don't talk. So I'll start talking. You know I can talk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, what Caroline said was uh, really, really great. Uh, uh, thank you for that. Uh, going back to the uh, Joshua comments about the uh, opportunities, uh, when I uh, wrote down uh, my, uh, my mission, vision, objectives, I, I was uh, amazed myself to, to see uh, that it's about networks with people. All it's about network. There is no building there. There is no thinking about, uh, well, we're, we're going to be made. No, it's just networks on all levels. Uh, from the marginal people to the richest people, and for the uh, the the image of the good news and the in society, what's all the thing? It is it's all new for me. It's, I I know, but it's it's a big challenge, but I still come because if was I if 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 I was able to do that, there is there is no value. But uh, I, I will see wow. the hand of the Lord uh, working on that. Yeah, it's, I'm, I'm grateful for that. 
That's good. If you already, if you, if it doesn't stretch you, there's no value. That's good. You know, it's really interesting. The Bible says, so then iron sharpens iron. And I, I think about that in the body of Christ. And you talked about networks, Pastor Carlos. That's all that is. You know, every time each person connects with another person that is able to help them partner together, and it didn't have to be, oh, pen and paper, we've write, written out this legal contract, but we've come together for a purpose and a goal at that point in time. And that's that's being prayerful, as Dr. Henry is saying, you're prayerful to know when those odd opportunities comes, which one to take. Because I know in this season, I've had, I, I've come constantly having people contact me about certain things and do this, do that, do this, and I have to really be you know, focused on what God has called me to and who do I come and partner with and how do I partner with them? Um, for instance, I was asked to be a part of this humongous thing that started in Canada and they wanted me to be the USA contact. And I just kept hearing the Lord said, no, I want you to do something else where this person was concerned. And so I talked to a mentor of mine uh, and she's like, uh, Ruth, you've got a lot going on already. I was like, yeah. And so, but I said, it's something I'm supposed to do for this person. And so when God clarified to me what I was supposed to do with this person, then the person themselves kind of backed up a little bit because they were, they were hunting me down. They had created a website, put my face on it. They had started telling people I was their mentor and all this. I was like, whoa, hold up. Wait a minute. <laughs> it's like, what is going on? But when you stop and you have already prayed and ask God to lead and direct yourselves as Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 tells us to do. When you already pray, then when those odd opportunities come your way, they will align with something that God is already causing you to do, even if it causes you to step outside of the box, like getting live on camera. You know, I'm only live on camera when I'm talking to a client and we're on Zoom doing our, our, our counseling. Other than that, you know, I may not, I may have one, you know, whatever, but I have to get all make, made up and look my best because I want to be presentable. That's something my mama taught me. She said, you don't come on camera, you don't take a picture looking a mess, you know, so you get presentable. And so these are some of the things, you know, you, you would be surprised how many leaders don't think it's important to look their best. You'll see them and they're not presenting properly. And um, I love it because it does require the structure. It requires you to embrace the time and the energy and the space because you have to center like at this certain time, I've got to prepare. Preparation is key to God blessing me. I preached that sermon about six years ago. Preparation is key to God blessing me because you never know when you are going to get a, 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 an onstage you know, lights, camera action. I have five minutes. I need you to go talk about so-and-so. And it's like, whoa, I'm not ready. Well, be ye also ready, the scripture says. Wow. I love that. And that's Excellent. it. That's how I got my first speaking gig. Yeah. I had a business partner bail that, and, wow. and they needed someone to jump on stage and I'd never spoken before. And I, and I thought like, if I ever got the opportunity to speak, what would I say? and created some speech about thank you. <laughs> like he was centered around thank you as an entrepreneur, thinking about all of the people that help you along the way, whether it's just cracking a window open for you, providing an opportunity, but that's what I, and I did that, but 
I didn't think I was ready, but I was, you know, and mm -hmm. it's always, and I love that you said that just being ready and being prepared because you never know when you're going to get an opportunity. There's a lot of people that have aspirations of being in film or, you know, doing commercials or voiceover work or whatever. You never know when you're getting an opportunity. The, every acting role I've ever gotten was not from me being hired as an actor. It was for me mm -hmm. being ready on set. And someone goes, hey, you look, you could you could play that part. Jump in there. But being ready, and that has opened the door to everything that we get to do now. And it's it's such a blessing. But what you're saying is so true because, and in fact, it really motivates me to prepare even more because you never know when you're going to get your shot. Yep. yep. Saying yes to odd opportunities will happen because you've already been prepared. That's you don't know I mean. when it's going to happen. But when you're ready, those opportunities are key. Darlington says, be ready, prepare, and be presentable is an amazing truth at any level. Awesome, man. Thank you for sharing that. Absolutely. Can can somebody get a copy of that for me and send it to me? I'm yes. going to add it. I'm going to add it. Okay. And, and, and going forward, you know, hey, this is, this is open game here. I steal everything that anybody says. It's not stealing. It's truck. it's borrowing. As long as we properly credit the person, we're all taking this from the Bible anyway. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You're right. Nothing new under the sun. That's it. That that was my podcast show this week. Go listen to it. That's Kingdom Living. Okay, actually, Carlos was opening the door for where my next point is, and it's a little. It's only a shift from what we've been talking about, but it's a it it can lead into a major shift, and it is this. Surround yourself with motivated and successful people. If we are going to, um, you know, discover fresh ways to, you know, renew our mission and, and really exercise that mission in our life, we need to surround ourselves with people that are motivated and that are already successful. Undoubtedly, our environment influences a lot of us that's just the way it is our environment influences us and especially those people that are around us so my question is how smart how motivated and how successful are your friends relatives and the people you have mm -hmm. the technology monster got him again yeah. <laughs> he freezes in that funny face. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Reminds me of an old show. I love it. Oh, my face hurts. <laughs> oh, oh, Dr. Henry, <laughs> freeze, please. Oh, my hey, God. I am in the United States and I still have internet issues. We had to break the monotony. We, we needed a good laugh. <laughs> so thank you thank you that i could help yes you did <laughs> bravo bravo where did i where did you leave where did i leave you off at yeah, I, <laughs> how, how successful before your face froze how successful oh are the God. people around you that you surround yourself with uh -huh. and was my face froze with my mouth open or yeah, pretty yes much. yes so how can i talk with my mouth closed? <laughs> Okay, let's oh just start God. over. Networking. <laughs> Surround yourself with motivated and successful people. We know that our environment has an impact on our life. And those people that are around us are key in that. So my question is, how smart, how motivated and successful 
are the people that you have in your life? And do you see them as role models? Can you see them as role models? Can you see them if they're not a mentor, they're just somebody that can motivate you, influence you, encourage you, because if not, it's time to get out there and find some new friends. Yeah. Well, and I want to throw something in here really quick because I come from being a junkie and and my life was a wreck. But the one way I was able to pull myself out of junkie mode where I was hanging around other degenerates or, you know, that kind of thing was that I sought to serve. Like I showed up and Mm -hmm. I just said, how can I help? How can I support you? And I meant it. And I showed up to do the work. That allowed me to change circles. That allowed me to get access. That allowed me to be around people that I looked up and admired. I, this past weekend, got to look around, and or this past week, I guess it was only Tuesday at this event, I got to look around, and I was like, I'm surrounded by superheroes. And then I come on this show, and I'm around you guys. I'm surrounded by superheroes, kingdom superheroes. and But that all came from showing up to serve. So if you're listening to this or watching this right now, you're stuck with like, you're looking around you and all you see are people that are going to get you in trouble. The way you break out is show up somewhere to serve, look for events in your area, look for anything possible where you can just say, I want to show up and help. That is how you will get a chance to break out of your, that rabbit, uh, not rabbit, but the, the, the hamster wheel of death. Yeah. The way to get out of it is to serve. That's good. Yeah. There are a lot of very influential people that are just doing life. They're so close to our proximity, but we just brush by them every day. And that is an awesome comment. Seek to serve. Just find something to do. Go do it. And you, by default, are obviously going to meet influential people because they're doing something that is worth your time to go serve for. I have a question for you guys. So do you believe that people, even yourself, you've ever ever been in a position where you see someone who may be where you want to be in a certain area, whether it's business, whether it's financial, family, whatever, ministry, you see that person and, and to you, you know, speaking to them or befriending them seems so unattainable. Have you ever have you ever felt that or seen someone like that, you know, looking at you like they want to be your friend, but they don't want to talk to you because you seem like maybe you're too in a lofty of a goal. Everyone. What did you do to break that? What did you do to get past that? And this is for someone that's watching because I'm, I'm I know someone's watching and they're probably thinking, well, how do I go be friends with so and so down the street who are are three neighborhoods over that lives in this humongous multi-million dollar home how do i be friends with them and you know i'm just me so speak to that how did you guys overcome that or what did you do to break past that well i'll I'll go first i guess um i it was i first of all you the the expectation that you're just going to be friends with somebody is a little Mm. short-sighted meaning good friendship you know takes time and what i've learned and so what's happening with me now, which is exactly what happened when I was able to change my the people that I was surrounded with, they watched to see how consistent my behavior was. You know, I've always been known as the wild card, the risk taker, the crazy one that marries people he doesn't know and blah, blah, blah. I, <laughs> I mean, it's it, it was par for the course for me and people think I'm a little nuts. 
but the people that could see me would watch and see that I showed up and, and I served and it was genuine and real. So friendships take a while to, to nurture and the people that you're looking up to and you're going, man, I want that guy to mentor me. It takes time and you have to have a genuine heart about wanting to serve because you're not going to get in that circle or have that friendship or that relationship or that mentorship without them knowing that they can trust you. Because when you get to that level, trust me, there's a lot of people that just want to take from you and not yeah. contribute. There's a lot of blood sucking leeches out there and you don't want that in your life because it's an energy suck. So it takes time, but your intentions need to be pure because like attracts like. That's right. Mm. That's right. That's good. That's for, good. for me, um, in fact, I can use a very, very specific example just by taking one. Five years ago, I met somebody for the very first time, and I didn't meet him. He was on stage, and absolutely everything he said was like, I, I want to say that. That's, that's what I would have said had that been me. But he's there doing it, and I'm just wanting to do it. And so, you know, and in today's world of, of social media and so forth, so I just started following. I just got him on, you know, on Instagram, and I started following his blogs, and I started, you know, um, and, and then just I started emulating him. Um, and when I had the opportunity, um, I joined a couple of his webinars. One thing led to another, and he is now today is one of my mentors. And that, like you said, Joe, that was a five-year process. Wow. But today, he's one of my mentors. And so it does, it takes time to develop that. And you have to know that you're looking for people that you want to surround yourself with, whether it is a you know major mentor or just a good friend, somebody that's going to get you out of that junk, get you out of bad thinking. Because, you know, though, like you say, like attracts like. There's such a law in that principle. It's, it's the law of the universe. It's part of creation. Like attracts like. And if we're going to continue to be like what we've always been like, we're only going to attract those kind of people. So we've got to start exposing ourselves to those that are like who we want to be like. And it'll start attracting that in us. And we'll become more like what we want to be like because we're surrounding ourselves with those that are like what we want to like be like if that makes sense wow. that's beautiful darlington says everyone has a need no matter who and all you do is take time to see what they need or want and be the one to offer them no matter how small even if it if giving them your pen and be patient and genuine very good darlington thank you very much that's so true that's how i ended up with my prophetic mentor a friend um, five years ago, she had a conference in our area, and this uh, person was the uh, actual um, speaker for the conference for three days. And uh, the I had helped the young the young lady that put the conference together. I'd help her helped her with all of her paperwork because, of course, I've been in ministry for a while. So I helped her with all the paperwork concerning the honorarium and you know what we we're going to do, where she was going to stay, hotel, blah blah blah. And the one thing that they forgot, which she would think would be the simplest thing, was water. They had no water for the speaker. So I ran through the hotel and I got 
I said, does she want room temperature? Does she want ice? Because, you know, used to being around preachers, I knew that, you know, like me, I, don't give me ice water when I have to speak because it's going to be problems. And so I, I had knew to ask the question. And so given this woman of God water, it led from one thing to another. And to, here we are today where it's like, you know, I'm able to text if I need and she's able to, you know, text me back or pick up the phone and call or, come, you know, fly wherever to see each other. And so it was a process, of course, but it was just that one act of service because I saw that she didn't have any water. Something mm -hmm. as simple as that. <laughs> well, yeah, that, that I definitely agree with the gentleman that sent in that comment. Mm -hmm. I agree with that. Very good. One, Anybody one one of the things, and I'm just going to go back on what all of you guys have said. One of the things that um, someone who, um, she is a former president of a country, um, and I reached out to her, and I interviewed her on the NGO Whisperer show, and I asked her this same question. How did you get to where you are? You know, an African first ever female president of a country in Africa. Uh, we're going to have her on the cover of the NGO Whisperer. And I, I reached out to her after following her on social media for a long time and building that relationship. I never knew she knew my name. But the moment I contacted her, she responded or someone in her team responded. And that has been the case. And when I asked her that, she told me, Caroline, excellence and commitment has no gender or socioeconomic status. So whether you are at the bottom of the pyramid or whether you are the richest person, if you have excellence and commitment in anything you do, you will shine because excellence and commitment is lacking. And that's how people notice you in the room. And going to what Dr. Ruth has just said, the fact that you are excellent in the things that you are doing, that you are able to notice that there is no water, attention to detail, <clears throat> made mm -hmm. you stand out to have that relationship. It's because of your excellence, commitment to the most mundane things that people would think, oh, you know, water, how can water make you become this great person or this, that, you know, uh, prophetically, Jesus is the living water. Mm. That's right. I, That's it's so, that is so beautiful. And as Darlington says, excellent and commitment has no gender, powerful truth. I, um, I, I also want to say something. There's a lot of people out there that have big dreams and they don't know where to start. I'm going to go back to serving again. Show up to serve. Start small. You start small, start humble. But if you see someone that you like and you like going, man, I want to do what they're doing, just reach out. Don't be afraid. How can I support you? And yeah. if you mean those words, I promise you that person will not be able to help but to lean on you. And listen, you may sweep floors. You may do something that you feel is monotonous. Those yeah. monotonous tasks are for you to develop trust. I yeah. promise you, I mm -hmm. everything that is happening in my life is because of service, not money. I had no money to do anything the last five years. I have not had a job. 
I have served and it's given me all of these opportunities to do what I'm doing now. And it's from yeah. serving and it's, and it's from genuinely looking at people going, how can I help you? Even, and if they blew me off, I would still ask them. I would ask them again and ask them again because yeah. they had something I wanted. And eventually when they know that they can trust you, they will give you that opportunity. And I promise you, they will watch you because everyone Absolutely. that has made it is it's in their nature to want to elevate other people. It's in their nature. They can't help it. Or you have the wrong role model. Hmm. Yeah. Because people that you serve will recognize you despite yes. the fact that it looks like they're, you know, crazy busy going. There is something about a good leader that will always recognize the person that is serving. Absolutely. I go mm -hmm. out of my way. Anytime I go somewhere, I always take time to, to greet the, the greeters and the ushers and the servants. Yes. And, and yes. I, you know, I tell the waiters or whatever, because Thank I you. know what that's like. Mm -hmm. And just to let them know that none of this would be happening if it wasn't for them. Yes. And I know that a lot of people do that. So you just got to stay faithful at being that servant. Somebody's going to see it. I um, And guys, and I, we have a hard out at the one o'clock hour. Um, so I, we do have to jump off in two minutes. I just want to be. Okay. I'm, then let me give you the last one for everybody to be thinking about because it fits in as a conclusion the last one I want to mention in refreshing our mission is learn how to let people go. Mm -hmm. That's powerful. We need to do this. You know, we can forgive old grudges, and we, but we've got to get rid of all that stuff that weighs us down. Um, you know, and, and getting rid of people in our life is not a bad thing. Sometimes people have been in our life for the time that they needed to be. We need to recognize. We need to recognize for our own fresh mission let them go. Amen. You don't have to kick them out. Kicking them out. We're not doing that. We're letting them go. Sometimes you got to make room. Like God is wanting to make room. But if we hang on to something that doesn't belong to us, yeah. we will never receive what God has for us. So let go. It could be a relationship, friendship, an addiction. Let it go yep. because God's got something better for you. Yep. I know we could talk a lot on that, but I did want to sneak it in before we That's got. a beautiful thing, man. Um, guys, ladies, I, I'm just, again, so blessed and honored to get to do this with you every week. I, I genuinely get so excited and so geeked out about doing this. Um, and I, I'm blessed to have you all a part of it. Well, Amen. thanks for making it happen. Thank you. For Thank making you. me do an odd opportunity. <laughs> That's right. Totally. All right. Thank you. Thank you. to. Time to end the broadcast. Carlos, God bless you. Caroline, God bless you. Dr. Ruth, God bless you. Dr. Henry, God bless you guys. And we will see you next week at 12 o'clock Central live on the Live Mono Worldwide Network. God bless. Bless. Bye-bye.